0: welcome back to franchise audio a lot of you guys before jay even introduces himself you should you guys should know who we are by now but before jay introduces himself a lot of you guys have been telling us something about the the situation with the sound
1: and the mics we're gonna hold these motherfuckers now then i'm holding this (laughs) shit what's up everybody it's fucking jay welcome back to franchise audio thank you for tuning in Um, yeah, we've had a couple hiccups with the sound, things of that nature, but we're still rocking. It's not the end of the world. You guys will be all right.
0: Yeah. And I hope it's just Jay and not fucking Jay. I hope you're just not fucking Jay.
1: Now today is fucking Jay.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you different today. I'll tell you what today is. Today. I'm, I'm a little upset and it's not stark market shit as per usual on this podcast. I'm a little upset and I'll tell you why I just took a fantastic fucking trip. An amazing trip. One of the best trips of my life. And I had the pleasure. The absolute elegance and class to fly into Phoenix, Arizona. Apparently, the best or the friendliest airport in the United States of America. Unbeknownst to me, wow. I'm flying into Phoenix. We're staying here one night. We're hanging out at the airport because it's a layover. And
1: we just happen to be in the friendliest airport in the nation. In Phoenix?
0: In Phoenix. Did you know that?
1: Dude, I know nothing about Phoenix. Phoenix sounds like one of the wackest places on earth to me. I mean,
0: ask Devin Booker. I bet he's dying to get out of there. It's a fucking desert. It's a desert. Look, the I place... I don't fuck with that. The place was okay, all right? I'm not going to bash on Phoenix because I had a good time in Phoenix. There's a couple of fucking raw bars out there. If you guys are into going out and stuff like that, it's up and coming.
1: Yeah. Phoenix in the middle of the desert. You're just <laughs> now you're going to get me
0: riled up. Now you're going to get me from upset to kind of hype. Okay, there's this bar. So you walk into the bar, and it's like a speakeasy. Yeah. Everything's blacked out in the bar. So everything's dark as shit. And on the outside, there's no name. So you come in, you get ID'd and the drinks, are all drinks that are flavored, but they have like sexual innuendos and shit like that. On the wall of the bar, they have Polaroids of people flashing their asses. Okay, I remember this. That's right.
1: This is there's that, some cheeks.
0: Yeah, it's it's a pretty fun place. You know, it's up and coming, but that's not. So something. you're not gonna tell anyone that you put your ass on the wall. I put my ass on the wall. 100, percent I put my ass on the wall. I okay. put my ass on the wall. Nicole might have put her ass on the wall. So, the some wall. people some people may have put their ass on the wall that were in the party that we were in, but...
1: You guys get nasty on vacation. I mean... asses on the wall. Like, what's going on in Phoenix? I'd
0: hate to be the guy that's... You weren't even in, in California
1: nasty. yet. You guys are already getting slutty. What's going on here? I mean, you know me. But,
0: unbeknownst to me, I step into the friendliest airport in the nation. So I'm like, fuck, this is going to be a great experience then. The Skybox. That's what they call the Skybox. I walk up to American Airlines. I'm there checking in. And the lady in front of me asked the American Airlines lady a question. And the American Airlines lady turned around and said, hey, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to someone else. Already, we're off to a great start in the friendliest airport in the fucking nation.
1: Telling you, it's the desert, man. That thing does things to people. All that
0: sand. I think it's the heat. But Miami people are are, at least they're shitty about it. And they're shitty about it like in a non-condescending way. Like if they're going to be shitty, they're just going to be shitty. Okay.
1: Okay. I'm actually on the other spectrum of Miami people. I actually actually like it here. And I like the people that live here. Yeah? Except the drivers.
0: Yeah. I I like the people that live here too. But for the most part, if you're going to be shitty, you are going to just be shitty in Miami. So she's being condescending. So we're like, oh, whatever. We're getting helped out by some lady. We already paid for our baggage. We're getting helped out by some lady. And it legit takes 25 minutes. And the lady doesn't say a word to us. We have no update. We're just there waiting. She's just scanning, putting shit into the system. God knows where she's putting. I don't know what's happening. And then finally... This isn't a big deal, right? I'm, I'm over fucking... This is the hype of the story. Anyway, we're walking out, and I don't know where the fuck to go because everything is with the little sanctions. Like, everything's blocked off with yeah. like those little fucking sanction things. Mm-hmm. Okay, because like, me, well, like social remember. distancing, that's what you mean? Like Everything's blocked off, yeah, because of sanctions. So they have like the, the, the little pulley things. What, what the fuck are those called? Just the ropes? The, yeah, whatever, the ropes. Let's call them that. And I get to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't know where the fuck I'm going. I... I just open one. I'm just gonna walk right out then. And as I'm opening one, you see the American Airlines lady coming up to me, like, like shaking her head and shit. And I go, "My bad, I didn't know where to go." And she goes, "Yeah, well, you're not supposed to be here anyway." Wow. I mean, I love, rip. I love that. I, I turned around. I no wonder her, she's so upset. I turned around, I told her I loved her, because what am I fucking supposed? To yeah, you're. Yeah. So we're getting onto the airplane. This is leaving. We're coming back to Miami, right? We're getting on the airplane. And as we're getting on the airplane, Nicole has a purse, a book bag, and her carry-on. So okay. you can take a personal item and a carry-on. If you've never taken a flight, there you go. And as we're getting on this fucking plane, the lady looks at her. She's like, have a great flight, but put your purse inside your butt bag. And wow. Nicole, if yeah, you're going to fly, you're going to do it the right
1: way around here, huh?
0: Nicole goes, okay. We've been flying like legit with her purse like over because it's a small ass purse. I'm not talking about like a fucking Louis Vuitton yeah. handlebag. I'm talking about something like you could maybe, maybe, maybe fit wipies in it. And that's pushing it. That's what I'm talking about a small purse. And as she's putting it in, she's going to continue walking. The lady goes, no, stop right there. Get back and put the back, like put the purse inside your back. So we have to stop the entire line, go to the side, and start putting this shit in. In the world's friendliest airport. Fine. I say, like, jokingly around, Nicole says this to me as a shitty little kid. And I could tell he's shitty because I could get the fucking vibe from the guy. He's asking the questions. You know what the kids do. They get riled up. You see him a little hype. And Nicole goes, the cherry on top would be if that kid sits behind us. And guess who the fuck sat behind Eddie? On a four and a half hour plane ride. But we're not in a simulation? Okay. I'll let you continue. The kid's name is fucking Ryder. And
1: Jay, I don't know if you like kids, but I'll be honest. I like no one named Ryder. Just as a side note right there. No (laughs) one named Ryder or Hunter. You Listen, I'm sorry if anyone's listening that has any kids named Ryder or Hunter, but you destined them to be scumbags. And I don't fuck with that.
0: Kyle's up there. These are just names that I'm throwing out. Kyle? Mm. Like K-Y-O-E? Yeah. And any abbreviation or form of it. No, I feel like now you're just being a little mean. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm a piece of shit. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, is that this writer, kid, sits behind your boy. And I don't know if I've ever stated this clearly on the podcast. I like a very selective handful of kids in my life. Very selective handful of kids that I could tolerate. And ha-
1: they mostly are related to me. Kids are mostly shitty, man. Kids can be the worst. They can be. I don't even like to blame it on kids. It's more so the parents because the kid doesn't learn how to be that bad. The parent allows them to be a little terrorist. And that's, what, and that's what gets me. This kid was worse than a terrorist. And the mom had no control. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's when I start to lose like a little bit of hope in society. You know you're fucked on
0: the airplane as I'm, re- I'm a little bit reclining my seat back and I just feel the first kick. I feel it. And I'm like, fuck. I'd hope not. I, I almost had a little bit of hope. I'm looking around. I turn back and there he is. The mom goes, and I thought this was, this was going to be a situation that's under control. The mom looks at him and she goes, hey, don't do that. There's people sitting in front of you as he kicks Nicole's seat. And I feel it. And she's sitting next to me. So I feel the fucking vibrations of the seat moving. That's how hard he's kicking this shit. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, oh, okay. It's not going to be a bad plane ride. I couldn't sleep a second on that fucking plane. Nothing. As Ryder was fucking playing with his little sister and his mom was letting him do whatever the fuck he wanted, he would go from the seat to the floor playing crossword puzzles. This kid would punch the fucking seat when he got the crossword puzzles bad. You're fucking eight, man. What the fuck can you spell?
1: Yeah. And why are you even doing crossword puzzles at eight years old? You should be playing a game, boy.
0: And I understand. I'm always the first one to say I'm never going to get my kid an iPad. But if he's a fucking terrorist, I'm getting him two iPads. How do you feel about putting other people's kids in timeout?
1: Great question. This is something I struggle with all the time.
0: And you know me, dude. Like I have very few buttons. Once you start fucking pushing my buttons, you're gonna get me going. I'm laying on the seat, and I'm finally like about to fall asleep, and I feel one more kick, and I didn't want to turn around. I, I didn't want to turn around the moment and put the mom in a bad spot because she at least kind of tried. It, this kid just doesn't give a fuck about it.
1: Yeah, that's that's the worst.
0: He doesn't Damn. give a fuck. It's yeah. like, even if she threatens him with timeout or hitting him, he's wiping his ass with it.
1: And these are the worst kids. Yeah, at eight years old, when you already have your parents figured out like that, that's no good.
0: She's calling her bluffs. This, yeah. yeah, I feel
1: like they're playing fucking poker.
0: <laughs> and I turn around, and as soon as I'm about to fall asleep, I'm trying my fucking hardest not to beat the shit out of this guy. Because I'm not going to do it. He's a fucking shithead. But I, I, I'm like, if I could do anything right now... Because I was a pretty bad kid. But if I could do anything right now, I want to at least penetrate his soul. I'm going to look at him, and I hope he knows how infuriated I am. So I go, and I take a glance through the chair. Yeah. And I'm just staring at this kid, fucking fuming. I'm seriously, like, and you can see the smoke coming from my ears. Fuming, looking at this kid, like, look at me, you shithead. <laughs> like, mentally calling him, look at me, you shithead. And I almost felt that he looked at me, in a sense, because he did, he did one of these, like, oh, shit. Like, he knew what was in the crack, yeah. in the crevice of the chair. So, cut the <sighs> bullshit, man. Fucking, if you're going to have a kid, if you're going to have two kids, if you're going to have fucking three kids, get them on the aircraft and tell them not to be pieces of shit, man. And That's so, the best form of fucking birth control. I saw that shit. I'm just like, uh,
1: and the fucked up part about all these about especially that situation is all that kid wants really at the end of the day is just attention. You know what I mean? He just wants to feel a little love there at that moment. But a terrible him up way of going me. about it.
0: I would have picked him up by his shoulders and shook him. I wouldn't have hit him. I just want to shake him. I want him to feel the annoyance he the entire four hours I want to shake him. So he knows what it feels like to not be able to fall asleep ever in his life. Imagine living with that. No, I. you know what? That's the immediate thought I had after. I'm like, you know what? I got four and a half hours of this shit. This mom must be on the edge of her fucking yeah, chair. Imagine she living with that. She must be shit. One thing away from really getting completely out of Dodge. That's a road rage ready to happen. I'm shocked you even got on that plane knowing how Ryder is. Actually, we're coming out of the plane. We just finally landed in Miami. And guess who forgot their phone? The mom had to turn around as the aircraft was closing with the little shithead (sighs) Ryder. The moral of the story here is simple. I think. Yeah. If you've learned anything from this, it's wear condoms.
1: Wear condoms? Two. Or three. Or
0: five, really. Make sure that you don't have a kid like Ryder.
1: What if Ryder was just a little baby infant that was just crying the whole time? You are see, you still going to have hate in your heart? No, no. Towards Ryder? Nah, I can't do it. No? No, because it's a baby. It's different. Babies are, you know,
0: insufferable for the most part because they're crying all the time, but they're babies. They don't know shit. It's not really their fault, right? You know, fuck, I feel like a hypocrite because Ryder upset me, but I was such a shithead as a kid. Yeah, I've heard some bad stories about you. I was such a shithead, man. And you know what? If. Somehow, this bites me in the ass one day. I'm not going to be very happy about it. Because I've... I've tamed my sins down a little bit. I've made it... You know, I've... I've coped with them. And I've definitely have forgiven some of them. So, it's not going to be nice if this shit bites me in the ass. But seriously, moral of the story. If you're going to have kids... There has to be some level of respect. Before they ruin everybody's existence.
1: My whole thing is... And mind you. Obviously, I'm talking from the fucking perspective of no children at all. So you know obviously take what i'm gonna say <laughs> a, a grain of salt. salt right mine
0: too i mean i don't fucking know shit about kids either i mean
1: i know a little bit but but how does like i just maybe it's i from the household that i came from i just can't imagine like where little kids have the authority you know what i mean it's just it's not something that fits into my head so i every time i see these like writers out in the world and things of that nature i always just think to myself like, spoiler he wasn't hispanic by the way he wasn't hispanic can you fucking believe it yeah <laughs> come on please but yeah, I, I always just think to myself, like, how did how did someone allow this to get this bad? Like, what's like, what's going on in your head when you're seeing your little boy, your little girl, whatever, throw like these temper tantrums and doing all this crazy shit?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm look. I'm not one to be like hit your kids.
1: You don't have to hit them. You're gonna embarrass them and the, but put the fear, of God, in them. Man, I don't. I mean, I'm not gonna just say, a little bit. I'm not gonna say you should hit your kids or not. But all I know is, as a kid. I was hit a couple times and I turned, you I feel turned like out I, pretty good. Yeah. I feel like I walked the line pretty, pretty well. You came After up about the good. second time that I noticed motherfuckers weren't fucking around. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go about things differently. Look, man, I got a
0: chancleta thrown at me. If you don't know what a chancleta is, it's a sandal. They have pretty good aim in the Hispanic heritage from fucking chancletas. I turned out pretty okay. Rider needs a little bit of aim target practice in the back of his head with not the heaviest chunk that they could find, but you know, something light, which goes actually to the next thing that I wanted to bring up, which is, did you see the like backlash that Kevin Hart was getting
1: for his kid? Unfucking fortunately, dude, I think obviously a lot of things are wrong with the whole situation, right? If no one knows what we're talking about, essentially Kevin Hart got like some shit put on his name because you know, he had like his little baby girl, um, or is it a baby boy? I don't even remember. But it was his little. It was his little. Inf- girl, like, if inf- I'm not mistaken, if, is it a girl? Don't call me. Almost I, positive it's I'm a girl. Positive. His little bundle of joy, right? That he brought into this world recently. Yeah. Or that his wife brought into this world recently. You're good, Nicole. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, that his wife um brought into this world recently, right? Um, and then basically, right, this little baby was wearing a profan profanity lace shirt, right? Um, and a lot of people had their Tell panties the in a bunch said. about it. It said zero fucks given. Zero fucks given. You know, just like his comedy special, you know, daddy's job is essentially what the little baby had on her shirt. And people really had their panties in a bunch about that. It's his fucking kids. And I feel like you should worry. Mind the business that pays you is what I feel like you should do at the end of the day.
0: They were asking for social services to take a look and take away the kid from Kevin Hart. What in the fucking world gives you that right? Were you on a fucking plane For four and a half hours with a shitty ass kid getting your fucking seat shaken, you are not. So what in the fucking world does a picture of Kevin Hart showing on his IG his kid wearing a zero fucks given shirt promoting his his comedy or even so you think that kid gives zero fucks that kid's shitting his pants or her pants?
1: Yeah, and someone's wiping his ass for it
0: and someone has to wipe it. You think he gives a fuck? No, but in all seriousness, this is how I feel. I feel like one, you should mind your own shit, your own business. Mind the business that pays you. That's not your job to be that guy, uh, that the the parent, because they'll like call social services, but they wouldn't be the ones to take care of the kid. Of course not. They don't give a fuck about that. Oh, they just want him out of the hands of Kevin Hart, the father. What the fuck does that even mean?
1: Also, too with Kevin Hart, it's a little tricky because he's been in like the public, uh, the public, public eye. yeah, the, the public cross uh, crossfire or crosshairs before with like you know like um anti-semitic like you know quotes and things of that nature so people already kind of have their panties in a bunch a little bit they're waiting to cancel him for anything when it comes to him bro but i feel like kind of just everyone just needs to vibe a little bit let's just chill let's just relax let the fucking guy dress his kid up whatever the fuck he wants i see people dress their kids up in all types of costumes and they have photo shoots with them do i get mad at them no some of them are cute some of them are fucking ridiculous but what the fuck look this is how i
0: feel right And this is a more like, I guess, um, philosophical approach to what you see. Words are just fucking words. That is true. They're just words. It's the context of what you use your words that define the intention behind the word. If I told you, yo, this sauce is fucking great. Or yo, you're a fucking idiot. Fucking is the, is the word there, but it's a, it's two different contexts. Zero fucks given. What does that mean to you? There's no harm there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and I, I think to to the point of Kevin Hart, because he, he had posted after it, and he was basically saying, like, fuck off. Yeah, he was being
1: super petty. Get, get the fuck off of here. Which you know he's I mean? kind of in his right to do that. Of course. Especially when it's his kid. Question, though, right? Because there's a couple of people that are saying, like, you know, as a parent, you should be smarter, and you shouldn't put your kid in this type of situation, right? And you should you shouldn't try to spread, like, I guess, these negative words around and things of that nature. Do you think there's any like any base there? Like, do you think these people have kind of like? No, and here's why. At the end of the day,
0: that's the parent, right? Yeah. Unless there's actual like abuse that you could prove that is provable. Yeah, That's what kind of what I was thinking too, man. D- d-
1: what in the world? I was kind of thinking the same exact thing.
0: What What in the world? Because you're taking you have to be very careful on the line that you tread there because you're taking a kid away from a parent psychologically. Like, let's start off there psychologically. That has crazy demeaning effects on children because they need their parents they need their parents in a big way which is why divorced kids have a lot of internal issues because they're missing one side of the parent yeah no one's gonna love you like mom and dad it's a different type of love and it's a different type of nurturing but besides the point on that you have to be very careful because you're not taking care of that kid you don't know if social service is going to be any better and dude like at the end of the day what what's going to happen like you take a kid, you put him in an orphanage, or you take a kid, you put him in social services, and you take a kid from his parent, who knows what's really good for him. Also, Kevin Hart is kind of a fucking bazillionaire. I'm sure that kid is in a great spot. Yeah, I mean, you can tell his kids,
1: like, for the most part, they come from, like, a happy home. And he's, you know?
0: he seems like he likes his kids. Like, maybe not his wife so much because he's cheated on her and everything, but he seems like his kids he he's kind of fucking with.
1: You can tell he loves them. Just he brings them up in just about like every special he has. Some in like some good lights, some yeah. in like some funnier lights than others. Yeah. But man, you can tell bro at the end of the day he's a comedian. You know what I mean? Like his sense of like reality and like how far like you should take things is a little like different than just the regular day everyday person. You know what I mean? Like he leads with humor. And
0: and here I'm going to I'm going to go heavy-handed here. Comedy's the one place that you got you guys got to stop fucking canceling people. Just stop it. I agree. Get, fuck I off, agree. man. Let comedy be comedy. Let comedy be something that makes you think. Let comedy be what it's made to do, which is make you laugh about shit that you don't agree with.
1: Couldn't agree with you more. There's been a bunch of studies that have shown that just laughter and humor and comedy just make you a happier person all around. When you're sitting like at a comedy club or a comedy show, like if the comic is good, the things you're laughing at the, almost makes you like challenge it a little bit. So I feel like... It's one of those areas where you have to let people just be like as raunchy and just kind of as weird as they want to be. Um, Obviously, at the end of the day, someone is going to get offended. You know what I mean? It's just kind of the way just our the world works regularly. But I feel like comedy is like one of those places that you have to keep away from all the other bullshit and just let it be whatever it evolves into, in my opinion, at least.
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, the, the beauty about comedy is that
1: life is kind of tragic. And there's like certain
0: things that are fucked up, but they're funny. Then there's certain things that are just fucking funny. And then there's certain things that like make you think like if you can make me laugh about something like relating to Donald Trump, then you got me. Because, for example,
1: about anything related to Donald Trump,
0: Andrew Schultz, like he's he's someone that gets the kill so nicely because he's smart as fuck and he makes you think like crazy. Exactly. Because I remember this one time. And again, I don't agree with anything the guy says as far as like Donald Trump or any of these things. But he was sitting there and he's like, you know, everyone hates Donald Trump and everyone hates like what he said about like grabbing women by the pussy and all this. Sh- but have you guys ever met a billionaire? And then right there, like that was the moment that I just started laughing. Yeah, same because, here. yeah I
1: know exactly what joke you're talking about.
0: Because in the end of the day, like, yeah, it's fucked that Donald Trump did that. But then it's fucking funny because now you've made me think about that. Yeah, exactly. In, in yeah, a that, way, you know exactly. what I Exactly. Mean? Like that
1: already happened. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not adding to it. I'm not grabbing anyone's brother pussy. Just let me laugh at the joke. Yeah.
0: And so I think that's where the kill happens. And that's where I think people need to understand that comedy kind of has to operate. Like, kind of has to be funny. There's stereotypes in every culture. There's stereotypes yeah. in every religion. There's all these things. And comedy makes fun of everything. There's yeah. no, like, you can't
1: make fun of something in comedy. Yeah. I think you said it perfectly. I feel like at the end of the day, like as long as you are being funny, you know what I mean, that's and as long part. as you're leading with humor, not, not that I want to say everything and anything is excused. because like that's just not the world we operate in. Of course, but like I, I will say that it's, it's needed. It's necessary. People, people need that. I'm gonna make a recommendation. If you're kind of stuck in the box,
0: maybe you haven't watched a good comedy in a while, it's old, but go on Netflix. Sticks and stones. Dave Chappelle, it is fantastic. And it is
1: raunchy as shit. Yeah, because Dave is one of those comics that, again, another smart individual brings things into a life for you that you probably haven't thought about, you know, yourself. Or maybe if you have, you spend, like, maybe, like, just a little bit of time doing, but he kind of goes deep on these issues. And it it just, it it really makes you think. And I feel like that's the best type of, like, fucking comedy. Like, I'll never forget, like, Andrew Schultz has another joke. Like, when he talks about, like, women and their periods right and he basically talks about like as women like they need to do a better job in terms of like in commercials like marketing it right because you'll have like this woman like she'll like like, they'll have her, like, I don't know, like, climbing a mountain in this commercial, right? But then you're, like, at home dealing with your girl, and she's, like, complaining about stupid about something stupid. And it's like, what the fuck? You're not even climbing a mountain. Like, you know, like, what's going on? So it's like, you know, little things like that where it's kind of like it just makes you laugh and it makes you think.
0: Yeah, no, because you can relate to it.
1: There's, there's
0: humor in everything. You just have to be funny. And I think that's the key. If a comedian is funny, don't cancel them. Like, yeah. let them operate in that, in that area. You know what's not funny, though? I checked how much money I spent on Starbucks, and this is your money tree section. I checked how much money I ch- I spent on Starbucks in the last month and a half, and I'm not fucking proud.
1: But I've always told you, you have a weird, just love and a, like an admiration for coffee. I love coffee. It's my one vice, man. I will drink coffee at any
0: point in the day, any point in the night. I had, I think I had like four cups of
1: coffee today. You see, but that's what I mean. Like, I, 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 the only way I can drink coffee is if there's some type of milk involved in it. Like, it has to be a café con leche. It's delicious,
0: man. The point is, though, is that I spent a fuckload of money on coffee, not needing to spend a fuckload of money on coffee, and it kind of puts something in perspective for me. And it's this: how often are you spending money, or how often are you spending? money on a lot of things that you don't necessarily mean or need like coffee or like going out to eat yeah or buying yourself shoes like how often are we doing that like as a consumer culture that if we put ourselves like in that moment and said shit like wait i I don't really need this
1: how much more money you would be saving no that that's there's a lot in that because there's this book i i read by um what's this guy's name? Rami Sef, right? uh oh, I yeah. I'll teach you to be rich, right? Yeah. Um. And he basically has like, um he has a chapter in it that's called, it goes on like conscious spending, right? And it's basically just like the practice of like, you can afford virtually like anything you want if you spend consciously, right? Like you might not be able to afford it right now, but if you want that new car or that new bag, like if you're consciously spending your money and saving it, you know what I mean? You can You can get to that goal. So if like- yeah. For example, in your situation, like you kind of know like, hey, maybe you overspend a little bit on Starbucks. If you were to get like maybe, let's say, spend half all you're spending on that Starbucks and then put it into something else or into a savings account or something of that nature, then you will see that you can virtually afford whatever it is that you want to afford. I agree with that.
0: But, you know, the other thing is, is that if I'm spending so much money on Starbucks, then I should probably not be like buying shoes or going out to eat every day. Like I should probably... See, okay, if I really love coffee this much, yeah, then I got to cut corners other places. Exactly. So I could actually uh, like start saving money and do things that you want to do with money. Yeah. And it put me in that perspective of conscious like, conscious spending because how often are we like, rewarding ourselves
1: in, in a sense or making money work for us? I struggle with that so hard. I hate, 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 hate spending money on myself. Yeah, I like I the idea of it annoys me. Like, I'd rather spend money on someone else or like something else than having to like spend money on like buying a new pair of shoes or, you know, something on myself.
0: Yeah. And I think this year is the year for a lot of people since they realize with all, all the COVID times like you need equity. Yeah, you need. Yeah, you need to be liquid. You need to have cash. And on top of that, you need to be smart in the way cash moves away for you and makes like something happen for you. Yeah. So like investing yeah. or getting into residual income like if you have enough money in your bank account and it's not doing anything, like you should probably put that in a property. You should probably put that towards a business. Yeah. Because your money over time will grow. And that's what I started realizing. Like, yo, if I stopped spending so much money on Starbucks, if I just started making coffee at my house, like I would be saving a uh, significant amount of money monthly that I could be putting towards something that I want to do.
1: Uh, it's not as exciting though, making that coffee I, at your house. Awesome. You know what I mean? They don't, they, don't, they don't write your name on the cup at your house. You know what I mean? They don't give you a nice little whipped cream with the caramel drizzle that you like at your house. They it's don't. different.
0: I know, and hey, Eddie, what's up? Let me take your order. Oh, you want the same as always? They do that at my Starbucks.
1: Yeah, of I mean, course. In, they, they sell you a whole experience, especially at Starbucks, man. They love their customers.
0: And you know what? The CEO of Starbucks had it like made. like He had the vision for it. The way he set up Starbucks, after taking that trip to, if you guys don't know, he took a trip to Italy, uh, Italy saw how they made coffee over there, and like he came back to, to America, and he's like, there has to be a, a revolution in, like in coffee.
1: Yeah, he brought the espresso basically
0: over. The espresso, baby. And from that vision, he saved a shitload of money. He almost didn't get the deal through. You're the one that actually put me onto this podcast because you're always looking into like interesting shit that has to do with finance. But once he put the deal through, yeah, like look what that became. Like if we started saving some money in a, in a way that it could move in a big way, like Dude, our, not even dreams, but goals start getting accomplished so much quicker yeah. once you have conscious spending.
1: in, in the richest man in Babylon, and like in that book, there's a there's a chapter where it talks about the five laws of gold, you know. Yeah. Um, and essentially, like two of the laws are like the same thing, just worded differently. And it just it basically one it, one law is the man, the man or woman that doesn't put their earnings to work for them is a fool. And the second one is money will work for those that employ it properly and correctly. And it's true, man. Like, like if you see yourself, like at least me, like the little that I've been able to dabble into the stock market and being able to put it into assets that appreciate like money, like if you put it somewhere where it will like be able to grow, like that money essentially it will grow for you. Like if you employ it properly, it will do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. If you just leave it in the bank, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. And it's just going to sit there and, and collect that garbage bullshit interest that it does.
0: Look, and I'm going to be honest, guys. I personally don't have a story of losing a lot of money in the stock market this week for you guys. So what we're going to leave you with is conscious spending. What are you spending your money on? And what can you be spending it differently? You know what money does get you, though? That's something amazing. It gets you experiences. And I want to talk about the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. I cannot explain how breathtaking Yosemite is with my words, I think. Because you almost have to be there and feel it. Dude, that's a trip I've been dying to go on. That was so sick that you got to go. Seeing El Capitan in person as this monstrous mountain that is basically like full vertical. And it's just a a slab of wall. It's It's not even climbable almost. But knowing that people have climbed it, knowing the history there, and seeing nature for what it is, just pure raw nature. Yeah. I can if you guys haven't seen something like that, if you guys haven't been putting your money into traveling into experiences, then that is the second I think notion that i I would like to tell you guys, like put your money to work for you, yeah, but then what are you doing with the money that you have because that experience I'll never forget that was the most beautiful breathtaking sight I've ever seen in my life, and yes, money got me there, but then being able to just. Look around nature, see what earth has to offer for us. It's humbling for free. Just go and see it. It was the most humbling experience I think I've ever had.
1: I I think it's I, I love it. I mean, I've only seen like the pictures and things of that nature. But like, tell me, like, were you guys there like during nighttime or no? So uh, Yosemite, we we got there
0: around. I want to say like two. So it wasn't nighttime yet, but we did hike it. We didn't do a crazy hike. We did about a three mile hike, uh, three mile hike up the, the mountain. And we got to this point called Inspiration Point. Okay. And I know why they call it Inspiration Point. I sat over the cliff, and I'm looking around, and it's just trees. You see so much green that it's insane. And the sun is going down. And as the sun is going down in the west, the sunset is actually so breathtaking because we don't get that type of sunset down here in the east coast. So you see the sunset going down in the west, and everything is almost pink the entire area is being lit up by like this beautiful pink purple colors completely different hue and i'm sitting down and i'm looking around and i'm just like holy shit i want to be a writer like i was inspired by nature i was magnetized by its essence
1: and isn't it beautiful that it just grows like that it, it's just like man. it's not man-made like you know a lot of man-made shit is beautiful you know what i mean cars different clothes whatever buildings architecture but like the shit that you get from there, you can't really get from anywhere else, man. And, you know, I'm, I, I know I'm always on my hippie shit.
0: And I'm always, like, telling people, you know, retract from society in some sense to give yourself a little bit more peace of mind. But, yo, it's true, man. There was nothing that I could do in that moment than be present in Yosemite. Literally. I don't know what could have happened in the world at that. The world could have been ending. And I would have not known because I was in breathtaking Yosemite experiencing life in a completely different way. Question.
1: Did you run into any wildlife out there?
0: We actually saw bear, uh, bear, uh, prints. Like bear we, prints. Yeah, yeah. We saw some some because it was it, we had came the day after it snowed, so it even had some snow on on there. But we did see some some bear tracks. Do you
1: know supposedly what you're supposed to do if you if you find a bear? Yeah, not move. Well, like the whole well, not necessarily not move, but you know how they say you're supposed to like. Like how they sense fear on you, and you have to get like on your two feet and like put your hands high in the air. Like if you're a bear, oh, yeah, you have that's to, like, if they're roar. like yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's if they're 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 running up on you.
1: Would you ever attempt that, pops? I'm out of dodge. Right. That seems like I the would've... stupidest thing I can possibly. Do. I'm gonna stand there in front of the bell and I'm gonna roar at it. I'm gonna tell you right now. It roars for real. Why the fuck would I do that? People that tell you that haven't seen a bear. Thank you. That's that's honestly what I feel like. The the the
0: prints weren't even that big, and I was already. Like, I was already like, "Fuck, you know what? <laughs>
1: you know what, though? <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're not. We're only taking the three mile. Man, we're not we're doing six okay. miles. Cl- I know what we talked about. Yeah, I know what we spoke about before we got here. But I don't care that you wore your nice walking shoes, babe. We're getting the fuck off this mountain. Getting through. out of Dodge. because if you're not finding the bear. I'm going to end up finding the bear. And
0: that's the point. I was just about to say, I would tell Nicole get over the fucking tree and get out of here. I'm gonna pick up a stick and I'm running right behind you because if this motherfucker gets saucy. I'm hitting him with the stick. I'm not roaring at him.
1: Yeah, I'm not doing none of that.
0: I'm going to take it to him. I had a tripod on me. And all I could think about, like, if a bear were to attack me, I'm taking out the tripod and I'm hitting him over the head as hard as I can. He will kill me probably. But he will feel me for the rest of his life.
1: He'll have battle scars.
0: He'll know. He's going to tell his friends something. He'll know, like, fuck, you know what, though? Was it worth
1: the broken nose for the rest of my life? Oh, dude. too bad. It's funny because when you guys were like out there, that's all I kept thinking about. Like I, I was just like, man, what are they gonna do if they run into like a mountain lion, a bear? A mountain lion
0: will fuck me up, and that that's like on God. I'm I'm actually more scared. Of a, I'm more scared of running into a mountain I have cats lion that can fuck you up. Yeah, I know that. That's fucked because Callie, I don't know if you could take me, but that's not the point. A mountain lion would definitely fuck me up, and I was actually a little concerned because we got lost on the hike down. Like we lost the trail in the top of the mountain we're like two miles away from getting back to our parking lot and i'm not talking about this trail is not just a straight trail it's going down the mountain so that means you are on the edge of the fucking mountain and that means your boy is now trying to figure out how the
1: fuck to get back on the trail before we fall off the fucking mountain at night i'm not so much so surprised right that you got lost but i'm i am disappointed in nicole because i thought you know what i mean I thought that type of buffoonery was not going to happen. I thought she was going to, you know, at least someone there had to have their head on right. You know what? But now I trust none of you.
0: You know what it is, though? It was dark as shit. And so we lost the trail that way. That's why if you're doing something like that, you got to be careful. Just make sure, like, uh, if it's getting dark and you're in somewhere like a national park, you're just conscious because you're in, you're in nature. And nature's breathtaking. It's beautiful
1: it'll fuck that ass up
0: but what do you think is gonna happen if you jump the tiger cage baby <laughs> the tiger's gonna eat your ass that's what's gonna happen and so you have to be careful on things like that but but, but it wasn't nothing crazy we found the trail again yeah it just took Google Maps and Apple Maps and a little and bit of Apple. prayer and, and of the man upstairs and you know what else? <laughs> because the thing is is that if you do get lost worst case scenario you're on a public trail you could just like nap do whatever
1: but if you fall off the mountain you're fucked is that possible? There, is there like the trails that you walk on? Like, is like, are you essentially like off the side? Like, can you can? I you know could kind of get nasty. I know you said you were like looking over a cliff, but like a legit like just. But it was a cliff. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a cliff. Um, it wasn't like a cliff, and then you're you're out of dodge. Yeah. It was a cliff, and then there's like, some things. But I'm rolling down that shit. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. not going. I'm not gonna be able to stand still and stop. Yeah. Everything in physics from happening. It's gonna happen. But what I do, um, I what I do mean to to say by that experience was it was an experience I don't think I'd, I'd ever change for anything. It was an invaluable experience. Yeah, money got me there. Money got me to to Yosemite. Money's a resource. So what are you doing with that resource? What type of experiences are you creating? Are you just buying things to buy them? You know, there's always it has to it has to be a little bit more intention, a little bit more thought behind uh, what you do with money. Yeah, because it it does move the world
1: around. But it's not the source of happiness for you. I thought it was for a long time. Yeah? For sure. Yeah, because, man, you get so disillusioned by, like, society, lo- society other people that maybe have a little bit more than you or maybe are doing the things that essentially you want to do, right? But then you get close to some of these people, and then you find out, like, you know, they, they can't bring anyone else on, with on them with they can't bring anyone else with them on like trips and things of that nature because yeah. like the relationships aren't on point you know what i mean they're spending this money but you know they're not as happy i'm not saying i'm the happiest person like i'm far from it but like you know at least i feel like i'm I'm rich in a lot of other things that i have noticed and, and that i've learned that are way more valuable than what the fuck money can be yeah
0: we've said it before the whole point of this money tree um even section that we started uh, making on the podcast was about how do you bring light and awareness to what money is yeah if you want to make money great but make it for the right reasons exactly because money's not going to fill your home with love it's going to fill your home with things so how are you making money and how is money then being made for you and then the ultimate question Is that if you have money problems, money will solve those money problems. But if you have any other sorts of problems, then you got to figure that shit out. You know, it's not going to fix your relationships. It's not going to fix your insecurities. It's not going to fix, like, your want for power for X, Y, and Z. You know, like, you're still going to be the person you are unless you start looking at money in a different way. I don't think that could have been said any better, to be honest. You know what could be said better? That you guys have been fucking with us for a while now. And we're thankful. Very humbled. We're thankful because this week is Thanksgiving. And I just want to say that I'm grateful for everyone listening. I'm grateful for all the feedback that you guys have been giving us. This mic should, you know, I, I, I always fuck around. I always joke around the podcast. But we do appreciate things like that because it's the details. Rome wasn't built in a day, but it definitely took money. It definitely got there with the right vision. And if you're not in Rome yet, keep building.
1: You never know couple things I want to say, you know, that I'm thankful for uh, to start off, you know, like I said, it is Thanksgiving week, so make sure to keep your, you know, your loved ones and your friends close, you know, let them tell someone that you haven't told I love you. Um, I love you. I mean, t- tell someone that you haven't told I love you in a while. I love you. And if you told someone and if, if someone in your life that you tell I love you every single day to make sure to let them know again. Um, Another thing, you know, that I'm extremely and super, super, super happy for, like, if you look at mine and Eddie's face right now, we're rocking a couple of dirty stashes, right? What's so beautiful about that is that, you know, I'm thankful, you know, to be able to have friends that, you know, every year for the month of November, we can, you know, just rock our mustaches, you know, to shed light on men's health, you know, and things of that nature. Prostate cancer, you know, it is Movember, you know, so that's super cool. I'm thankful for all you guys that, you know, um, that I'm that are listening right now, you know what I mean? I'm thankful that you know my brother next to me you know he's embarked in a new relationship you know with you know a great person that makes him very happy you know i'm i'm you know I'm thankful for a lot of things and um I know twenty twenty has been a year that a lot of like a lot of people don't have a lot of things to be thankful for right um but if there's even that just one thing that you are thankful for, hone on to it you know really really focus on it um and just you know and just really honestly thank God for it because you know. Um, it can always be worse and I promise you there's always someone with a worse situation out there than you. It's 2020. It's a tough year, but look around. There's plenty to be
0: grateful for. This has been Franchise. Thank you so much for tuning in and if you fucked with this episode, share it with a friend. Until next time. See
1: ya.